this is Rob Sepich, and welcome to Relaxing with Rob. When you take exams, if they are a piece of cake for you, and you perform optimally, you recall what you need to, you don't really struggle, you may skip this podcast. You might not get that much out of it. But if you do struggle with exams and find that your worries interfere with your ability to recall the material that you've studied, then give this a listen and see if this helps. I'm going to talk about a couple things to do before tests, during tests, and after tests in order to perform optimally. So before exams, here's the first of two ideas. The first one is break your study time up into small blocks. Forget the idea of a four-hour uninterrupted block of studying because you'll burn out. Plus, you're not going to recall the material that you studied in the middle nearly as effectively as the material in the beginning and the end. Whether you're using intentional mnemonic devices to memorize formulas, or whether you're just using environmental observations to kind of help anchor what you're studying, research shows we remember the first few things and the last few things much better than material in the middle. So this is just using that research to your advantage. I would never recommend for students that they study for more than two hours without a break. And I think about a five to 10 minute break is optimal. It's enough to rest your mind and your eyes, but not so long that you kind of lose momentum. What to do during that break is really up to you, but I would recommend something non-electronic. I'd also recommend having a chance to kind of rest your eyes, either just by closing them or by focusing on something at a distance maybe out a window or across a large room, perhaps in a library, because you've probably been staring at something about 18 inches away, and it really helps to shift that focus for a while when you're taking a break. Maybe drink some water, climb a few flights of stairs, but if you can avoid using your phone, there's some evidence that says you might be able to then go back to what you're studying and recall it with less interference. I knew a former associate dean of the med school who would recommend that students studied for no more than 45 minutes at a time without a break. She said really beyond that, and you do start to lose your efficiency. If you find yourself staring at the same page and you're not really absorbing material, please don't stare at it a little bit longer, uh, but take a break and then come back to it. The second tip as you're preparing is use some imagery to see yourself successfully performing at the test. That way you're not just learning content, you're actually rehearsing success. You'll feel more familiar with the environment when you walk in because you've rehearsed it. I also think it's a good idea to imagine getting thrown off by some items and then to picture yourself successfully working through them, either saying, oh, I'll be able to come back to this, or I'll just patiently but efficiently work through it right now. That way, when you get thrown a curveball, you won't feel like, uh, I wasn't prepared for this. I was only prepared for success. But you have more of a feeling like, you know what, I can handle anything, even this. 
And if your exam is going to be in a large room in which your class is not normally held, one of the mass exams, please go there ahead of time, ideally in between class times, just to sit down for a few minutes, get familiar with the room, and imagine successfully performing on the test. That way, when you do walk in for the exam itself, it'll feel more familiar. During the exam itself, it's normal to have physical tension. What I've learned from athletes and stage performers and musicians is that they have redefined what they're feeling physically in positive terms. If you call this motivation or focus or excitement or energy, and essentially it is all energy, you're less likely to have to devote too much of your focus to managing your symptoms, which will free up a lot more to figuring out, hmm, is it more than one of the above, but not all of the above? That's where you really want to be thinking, solving the problems, not just dealing with stress. In the absence of a good explanation for what's going on physically, our mind often unravels around fear. Then we believe it, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, and we go blank. So you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought, as they say. Just be ready to define it differently. And the second tip to try during an exam itself is breathe. (laughs) You have to anyway. Make a few of those breaths conscious if you're really aware of becoming stressed. And just as you're inhaling, you might just imagine inhaling focus or recall or confidence. And as you're exhaling, that you're just exhaling a little bit of fear or tension or worry. You might just silently repeat something to yourself like, doing fine, or I know this stuff. It won't take much extra time, but it's much better than just white-knuckling it and trying to struggle through the exam. After the exam, if you're the kind of person who can't let it go and you are obsessing about every answer and you're already recalculating your GPA based on the final exam score, you probably need to step back a bit. And as I've said before, letting go is much harder than stepping back. So you might just think of those last two lines from chapter 9 of the Tao Te Ching. Do your work, then step back. The only path to serenity. Some students have just imagined figuratively stepping back from an issue just far enough that it starts to shrink a bit in its significance. You might feel like you're kind of in a movie scene fading to black or fading to white. So you can then start the next scene either the next exam you're going to take or the paper you're going to write or something you have to do on your job. Stepping back will give you a lot more resources for the next task that you're facing. And finally, if it's really difficult to step back from the test, you might just associate the exam itself with something else, like a reminder to take a few breaths or associate it with a chance to see yourself in a really safe, pleasant, comfortable scene. Uh, Maybe someplace out in nature. Maybe with a person you really care about. And then when those thoughts come up about the test and you're already worried about the grade, instead of trying to suppress it 
which doesn't work, you just decondition your mind a bit and you associate it with something else. And then the thoughts themselves have much less of an aversive feel to them. Well, I hope you're coming away with an idea or two of some things to try before, during, or after exams so that you can reduce some of your anxiety and increase your performance. Thank you for listening. We'll talk again soon.